Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. Citing supply problems, RY Timber plans to suspend operations at its Townsend Sawmill in April, and 70 employees will be affected. The Townsend Mill will shut down, but officials hope to bring it back to full production in the future. Logs from existing timber sales will go to the company's Livingston Mill. Quote, For the past several years, the uncertainty and delays caused by litigation of Forest Service timber sales has required RY timber mills to operate at one-half their capacity. That's according to a press release. Quote, A sufficient and stable timber supply is necessary before the Townsend Mill can be restarted. And again, we continue the quote of the press release. R.Y. Timber recognizes that these changes will have a significant impact on our loyal employees, their families, and the community. The company will work with appropriate government agencies to make the transition for all affected employees as smooth as possible, including separation pay and possible transfers to the Livingston Mill. Livingston is about 90 miles by car from Townsend. President Donald Trump's administration is about to make it easier for companies to build pipelines, bridges, and roads without an environmental review. The proposed rule, first reported by the New York Times and announced by Trump on Thursday, would be the largest deregulatory change to the 50-year National Environmental Policy Act in nearly three decades. Currently, all major federal construction projects must undergo a mandatory review or an environmental impact statement if they're expected to have major effects on the surrounding ecosystem. However, the new standard would create a new non-major project category, allowing smaller federal infrastructure projects to begin construction without a review. Industry organizations have complained for years about the lengthy environmental review process, which they contend currently takes an average of almost six years and can produce results that encompass hundreds of pages. Announcing the change on Thursday, Trump said too many projects are tied up and bogged down by outrageously slow and burdensome federal approval process. Under the proposal, the reports would be subject to page limits and must be completed within two years. The rule's broad language might allow some large construction projects to skip the review entirely. According to the New York Times, one administration official familiar with the changes said there will be no set dollar figure for separating major from non-major projects, which could open the door for major mining, drilling, and other projects to avoid environmental assessments by declaring themselves minor. The changes would eliminate the need for agencies to consider the cumulative effects of projects, which in recent years courts have said includes studying the planet-warming consequences of emitting more greenhouse gases. During the presidential campaign, President Trump promised to, quote, promote clean air and water. The New York Times has identified 58 separate rules rolling back reviews and environmental protections that have completed the administrative process and 37 more that are in the works. An example, last month Trump ordered an administrative review of the EPA's WaterSense program, 
which encourages use of low-flow bathroom fixtures, such as toilets and showers. Quote, people are flushing the toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water, Trump said at the time. The new year is barely a week old, and already two units at the coal strip generating station in Montana have shut down. That is just a prelude of things to come. By all indications, the pain will continue, with the Energy Information Agency projecting that coal companies will cut production by an additional 100 million tons this year to about 600 million total. All told, the new report from the Institute for Energy Economics and Financial Analysis says 8.5 gigawatts of coal-fired power will be shut down by the end of this year, and that forecast may prove to be an understatement. The problem is not policy-driven. The so-called war on coal is being waged by the market itself, and the market is winning. It didn't used to be this way. Three years ago, the Heritage Foundation trumpeted coal's colossal comeback, and a Wall Street Journal reporter in 2018 wrote of its global resilience. Industry executives three years ago credited the newly elected Trump administration as paving the way for fresh investments in new mines. That exuberance trickled down to state governments, where coal state governors and legislators, including some in Montana, spoke as recently as last year about coal's rebound. Those optimistic forecasts, however, have not been realized. In 2019, coal production fell to a 40-year low. Coal-fired power plants continue to close, including the 2,225-megawatt Navajo generating station in Oregon and a 2,700-megawatt Bruce Mansfield station in Pennsylvania. While coal struggled through 2019, renewable power generation continued its ascent, for the first time surpassing coal, a trend led by new wind and solar installations, while cheaper-to-operate gas-fired power plants continued to take market share from coal as well. At least six U.S. coal companies declared bankruptcy in 2019, including three of the largest. Cloud Peak Energy, once the third biggest coal producer in the country, shut its doors, selling its three Powder River Basin mines, one of which is in Montana, at what the IEEFA calls fire sale prices to a small operator with a spotty track record. The companies that remain solvent saw a spectacular collapse in their market value. At the beginning of 2019, Peabody Energy, the largest private sector coal company in the world had a total value of $3.6 billion. That value is now less than $1 billion. That's a 73% drop. The stock market as a whole rose 29% last year. The main challenge to the U.S. coal sector comes from electric utilities, which buy the vast majority of U.S. coal. Utilities continue to shift from coal to solar, wind, and gas, all of which right now, at least, offer significant cost advantages. And finally, some good news. A chalet in Glacier National Park that was destroyed by a wildfire in August of 2017 is ready to reopen. The Sperry Chalet is expected to begin taking reservations online today. The National Park Service has authorized at least $12 million to rebuild the chalet, 
It will be available for stays from July 18th to September 13th. However, you might have to hurry. In the past, we are told, the Granite and Sperry chalets in the park have been booked for the summer within 10 to 15 minutes. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.